0: Welcome back to Ratchet and Ratchet Radio, strategies and inspiration for auto care success. I'm your host, Chris Jones, and today I'm joined by Travis Comfort, the vice president of Rick's Automotive in Springfield, Missouri. A little bit of background on the shop. Uh, Rick's Automotive is owned by Rick and Karen Hewlett. Uh, The staff size is 44. The shop size is 28,000 square feet with 28 bays. The average monthly car count is 1,400, and the average revenue annually is 9.5 million. Uh, Today, Travis and I are going to talk about the shop. We're going to talk about the aesthetics of the shop, inside and out. Uh, We're going to talk about some of the work they do. Uh, One core competency they have is fleet work, and we're going to spend a little bit of time talking about fleet work how they acquired Fleetwork, how Fleetwork is different than General Repair, and uh, ways that they've been doing Fleetwork. Um, We're also going to talk about some of the cool things they've got going in the shop, one of which is they have a fitness center. Uh, He's going to talk about that a little bit. And we're just going to talk shop a little bit. So stick around. um, And here is Travis Comfort. Welcome to Ratchet & Rich Radio, Travis.
1: Thanks, Chris. I appreciate you having me.
0: Yeah, good to have you on. So you're the vice president of Rick's Automotive. Tell me about your role in the shop and how long you've been there.
1: Yeah, so I've been here um, almost 15 years now. Um, kind of started, you know, from the from the bottom and kind of worked myself to the top. Um, started out here, kept sweeping floors, uh, technically called a, a porter for a better name, but um, sweeping the floors, working around the technicians, um, cleaning up any oil spills and uh restocking anything they need from oil to coolant, uh, you name it, you know, just kind of help, helping things work, work and go around. Um, so work my way up from there, uh, was he- to kind of head porter. And, you know, there's many things that the porters do here. We, um, shut customers home. We pick customers up. Um, we pick up parts around town from different, uh, um, um, parts suppliers and dealerships uh, we also currently have a free pickup and delivery p- program so we can we'll pick up and deliver uh customers cars that you know they may be at work for the day and uh, don't have the time to uh, get here to the shop and drop it off and have somebody take them home so we'll pick them right up for them um, and another service we do we, we pick up and deliver a lot of fleet vehicles for our, our fleet business too So, um, you know, worked my way up there. Um, from there, I went into our parts room. We have a dedicated parts guy. He's been here. I think he just hit 20 years. So I was helping him out for a while, learning that did that for about a, a year and a half, two years. Um, then kind of worked my way up to the front counter as a service advisor, um, worked as a service advisor, you know, writing service for customers for about two years. Um, From there went on, Uh, we actually had a general manager that was working for us at the time and um, really sad story. He ended up getting sick and kind of went downhill fairly quickly and um, still makes me sad to think about it today, but um, he needed some help and I kind of got to work with him the last couple of years he was there and and learned that general manager job and, uh, you know, so kind of stepped into that role after the service advising Open with more administrative and tasks and and stuff like that, uh, things like that. So, um, I then got to the point, you know, Rick, he was, he's, uh, you know, sixty six years old right now. I'm sixty seven, and the last couple of years, he's been wanting to retire and take, you know, time off and uh, away from the business and not have to be so tied up in it and, and enjoy retirement. So, uh, it's about two years ago he took uh, his furniture desk home and set it up at his house that way he, he could work from home or wherever he is from his laptop um, moved me into his office and uh, that's where I'm at now so last couple of years been running the show and you know working with Rick on on, on the big picture
0: wow you got your, your story is kind of like the guy that goes from like ball boy to assistant coach you know
1: <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> and, yeah I've always had a strong work ethic growing up and I, since I was 15 years old I've worked full-time and um, I think even my senior year of high school, I was on uh, work release so I could work and make some money and buy a car and, and do all that. So uh, I was th- taught at a young age, you know, good work ethic. So uh, working hard helps.
0: Yeah. So was like automotive something on your radar from from that young age, or was this like just an opportunity to kind of fell in your lap?
1: Uh, a little bit of both. You know, I've always liked vehicles, uh, and, and that's the one thing I, I've never actually been a technician, but it, it did kind of fell on my lap at the same time. I'm actually married to Rick's youngest daughter, Kayla, and she has uh, she worked here at the business for 18 years. And I think about a year ago, she's um, we are blessed enough she can stay home, and uh, we have two two young boys there that she can, you know, take to school, pick them up, and uh, whatever they need. So um, it's been nice
0: good deal yeah. so you know we in the april issue we talked about like how rick came to own the shop can you just tell our listeners really quick and in brief like because it's such an interesting story how did rick come to own that shop
1: yeah so he was uh, working with for a guy named lee and uh rick and his oh. wife karen was karen was pregnant at the time with the, with their oldest daughter currently now named crystal and uh so he's working for Lee and I guess Lee just, he had a motor home and I guess he'd kind of drive back and forth to, to Vegas or whatever, wherever it was he wanted to do. And, um, so one day Rick come in and, uh, he's talking with Lee and Lee's like, Hey, I'm in Vegas. I probably won't be back. Just, just send my check here. <laughs> and, uh, Rick was a little worried about it. And, you know, we he had O'Reilly's right next door. Um. And he he knew Charlie O'Reilly, which Charlie, you know, is still around to the day. And Charlie's like, well, you know, it sounds, and come to find out, I guess uh, Lee had some uh, financial troubles and one day two different banks showed up fighting over equipment. And um, so, uh, you know, Rick had to make a quick decision and talking with Charlie O'Reilly, Charlie kind of helped him get on his feet and told him, you know, hey, you've been running the place Uh, anyways, why don't you just take it over and start start your own thing. So, you know, being pregnant with their, their firstborn they he had to make a quick decision and uh, went with Charlie's advice and, and uh, you know, started his own automotive shop.
0: Man, that's like probably the fastest succession planning story I've heard. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, he started in uh, the, in the front of this building was an animal care center. And uh, he started in the back of it. I think he could fit maybe three cars in there at a time. And um, 1988, he kind of went and built his first building. We call A building now, um, which we do a lot of diagnostics, um, transmission swaps, engine swaps, drivability stuff in there. And, uh, it's, yeah, so that was kind of the first building in 88. And then come, you know, 2000, 2001, he, he expanded another eight bays. The first A building was 10 bays. You got got to the size where it was packed up. Uh, Built build, B building, which is now uh, our fleet building, in 2000, and uh, you know got to the point where we couldn't get anybody in for a quick oil change or a quick set of tires. You know those quick needs a lot of customers um, need. And we had our last expansion here in, t- in 2012. So um, we added another 10 bays. We moved all our tire work and. Uh, we have a, a quick loop there with the whole pits. and uh, we do alignments, chassis, suspension, and it, it kind of the uh, the quick repairs that customers want, you know, right then and there and need right then and there, so to speak.
0: Yeah, and so for those listening, you know, Rick's went from 2,800 square feet to 28,000 square feet. That's yeah, yeah, nice yeah. jump.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, Chris. You know, he uh, he, he it's very business savvy and it's, it it, it every, every move he made um was a need uh was something to meet the a, the customer's need you know it, we we started doing a lot of fleet building he did built the, doing a lot of fleet work built the fleet building couldn't get it, people in for quick oil change or tires so built a uh the quick lube with the tire centers and, and for quick work so yeah.
0: Well, I was gonna say, right? Entrepreneurs are people who solve problems. So when he had a problem with one thing, he found a way to solve that, right? You know, built, created something for fleets. He created something for oil change. Whenever there was a need, he seemed to have solved that.
1: Correct. Yeah, yeah. And you know, like you said, you have to be kind of a problem solver. Um, You know, no matter what it is, from uh, figuring the need, meet the needs of customers to uh, quality work. You know, you got to figure out where where the problem is and and uh, fix it.
0: Yeah, so talk about the, the fleet side. I mean, I know you guys do the general report repair, but how did you guys get into fleets and what does that look like?
1: Yeah, so Rick actually got into, you know, fleets back when he uh, had his first building, uh, A building. And um, I it, I think it was Springfield Paramedics, they called it, and they had an issue um, with some of the way the ambulances were designed with the box. They're catching fire, And gosh, I wish Rick was here to, you know, tell you the correct story, but Rick had figured out a way to reroute, I think it was some ducting work or something, or some electrical work, and um, fix these ambulances having those issues. So word spread uh, with with other hospitals around, and um, they all started bringing their ambulances here, and and that's kind of how it all started. You know, he found a, a... doing the right thing, found a workaround for an issue that was going on and uh, got it fixed. So,
0: What percentage of your work is fleet, would you say?
1: I'd I'd probably say around, you know, a third of our business at least. Uh, I'd say it'd probably be around 35, 40%. You know, times like these when it's cold out, um, you know, business starts to fall off. Our fleet billing does help uh, help keep us rolling. Um, you know, businesses, they need their vehicles, um, uh, repaired correctly the first time and they want a quick turnaround. So, um, that's kind of how we've, we've filled that need of building a dedicated fleet billing to where, you know, it's all fleet work and, um, we get a quick turnaround and, and, and fix them right the first time so they don't have to come back.
0: Right. So you mentioned working with the hospital system. What other industries are you doing fleet work for? Oh,
1: gosh. Uh, you know, I was, we looked through the list not too long ago. And, you know, at the past five years, there's been almost 400 different fleets we've worked on. Um, anymore, you can kind of name it. We work on multiple HVAC companies. Um, there's a, a local college around that has a bunch of big uh, buses we work on. Uh you name it. We, we've probably done it. There's like turn, there's cleaning services, uh, you know, if, if you do do good work and give back to your community, the word spreads and, uh, you know, that's kind of how it's all became. So, um, kind of a staple here in the community. And, you know, I think a lot of the, the other businesses, we want to work together, you know, like businesses work together. So,
0: you know, um,
1: I think that's that helped a lot yeah
0: how is the approach to fleet work different than general service like what what are some of the protocols you have to do that are different
1: well you know just with the ambulances alone there that's a very high liability uh, vehicle to work on so we we do have to you know um, work with the hospitals and come up with a plan on maintenance. On, on those vehicles that way, because we don't, you know, if, if a ambulance broke down with the, somebody with a patient inside, it could be a bad deal. So yeah, we, 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 we come up with a, a special package for them and we work, you know, that works for the hospitals also to make sure those don't, um, break down and, um, keep them running safely.
0: Okay. Let's get back to the shop. So you guys have this really gorgeous location, you know, tell us about the care you guys took in like the design of that location and really just making it very visible from the road.
1: Yeah. You know, every, everything we kind of do, you know, we, we, we put it under a microscope. So, uh, even just the visibility and the nice look at the looking shop, we, we want to, we want to be top notch and, you know, we, we, um, expect all our technicians to follow but you know the visibility of the road uh we, we didn't always have that visibility until we we built this last uh wing for the most part there was a uh, um it was like a flea market that was there and the guy didn't want to to, to give it up but and rick actually had plans to put another building elsewhere but kind of last minute the the guy that owned the fleet building finally worked out a deal with Rick and we had that front visibility. So we have this, um, now that we have it, it's great because, you know, you get all that traffic up and down the street and they, they can see us right there. And we have this one, a big, huge sign, um, which is, is made out of like two wrenches with holding the sign up with the wrenches at the top. But yeah, visit, visibility helps a lot. And everything we want it to want it to be nice. Rick's always wanted to change the automotive repair industry to make it, um, Cleaner, you know, uh, for some reason, automotive repair has a bad name of being dirty and nasty and greasy because you work with a lot of grease and a lot of oils and and it can be dirty, but at the same time, all that stuff can be cleaned up um, also. So, uh, everything we do, you know, we have our our floors epoxied and we keep them nice and clean and shiny. Um, The outside, the visibility, we we have the stainless steel to make it look nice. if you you make your shop nice looking and inviting you know customers will want to come are comfortable coming to that if you take care of your um you know your place of business your shop the interior in turn I think customers see it and they're like okay they're going to spend the extra time on my car to make sure it's fixed right also
0: yeah I definitely agree with that um you know having a nice shop is almost a selling point in and of itself, which is why, why I think you guys had a very cool interior. Talk about the interior. Cause I, when I looked at your shop in the shop view, man, I was blown away by how clean, modern and sleek your interior is too.
1: Yeah. You know, once again, we, yeah, we want to keep everything nice and inviting. And, uh, we like to say we, we, uh, you know, kind of, uh, our biggest competitors are dealerships and, and, you know, it's hard to compete with a big dealership or a a big corporation that's has, has tons and tons of money, but um, yeah, we want to have that inviting feel feel. We want to have the coffee. We want to have the the donuts and um, all the extra amenities that that make, make that customer comfortable and uh, wants to come in and, and, you know, do business with us.
0: Yeah, and one thing that your shop had that I've never seen anywhere else is a fitness center. Whose idea was that?
1: Yeah, so it was Rick's and uh, you know a lot, a lot of guys. So once we added this last wing here, um, before we added the last wing, we had actually had A building and B building, and they each had their separate lobbies. So once we added the last wing, we brought over – you know the lobby and just make one central lobby that way there's no confusion so the old customer waiting area in a building um wasn't getting used there for a few years after we added this last wing and a couple guys would started bringing in their own workout equipment and would work out over in the the old lobby that wasn't being used so um rick got the idea it's like well you know if, if the guys want to work out why don't i supply them with, with uh, a nice facility to do that. So there, we kind of got lucky. There was a fitness center down the street that kind of uh, I think they got bought out and they were getting ready to uh, sell off all their stuff. So they auctioned off all their stuff and Rick went down to the auction and got some really, really high quality equipment. And then, you know, we painted everything and made it look nice. And uh, So that's kind of how it came about. The guys just started bringing their own stuff and um, Rick looked at us it, like, hey, well, you know, why don't we just put a whole gym in there? Why not? And um, everybody's used it and loved it. And, you know, and that's in turn, you know, if if, you're, if your employees are fit and if you're fit, you feel good, you feel good, you work good. Uh, so um, it's worked out great.
0: That's it. Man. I tell you, man, Rick is an observant guy. Like he just, it seems like everything Rick does is so methodical. Like He observes a problem, comes up with a solution. I love it. I, I really do. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That's exactly right. You know, he—he's there's a problem. We, he wants to fix it.
0: So. Yeah, so look into your crystal ball for me. You know, where is Rick's headed over the next three to five years? Like are you guys beginning to do ADOS and EVs? Or are there some other things you guys are trying to get into in the next three to five years?
1: Yeah, yeah. So we've actually been working on a few EVs. Um, you know, we keep manufacturing um, specific scan tools straight from the dealership on, um, you know, most major makes. and mo- makes. Uh, so we've worked on some Teslas, EVs, uh, ADAS. We're, we're right there on on the point of pulling the trigger. We want to make sure, you know, we don't spend a huge amount of money on something that's not going to be, uh, that's going to be changed or something here in a few years also. So we always, you know, wait until that's, um, absolutely necessary and we're right on the, the brink of that too. So, uh, but yeah, definitely working on EVs. I have actually got a quote from a, a local company here that works that installs EV stations and does the boring and electrical to it, uh, uh right now. So, uh, working on a quote on getting a couple EV charging stations at the shop. Um, also, right now, currently, we, there's a couple of houses that we own right here by the shop. It's in the process of, process of getting rezoned. Uh, Rick told me last week we got to go on getting those rezoned. So, um, hope so. Yeah, next three to five years, hopefully, we can get another four bays probably added to our fleet shop. Our fleet shop's just uh, it's packed. So uh, there's a need for more space and to help our customers and, and keep those vehicles on a quick turnaround. Um, we want we plan on adding adding on here. So um, yeah, we got plans to add four bays. Hopefully within the next two years, uh, it's going to be a parking lot. Hopefully by summer's fall time this year. Um, you know, then after that, you know we're we're getting pretty uh, landlocked. So you know, who knows? Five ten years, uh, like Rick says, it's kind of uh, balls in my court on on expanding past that, but. Uh, so yeah, hopefully maybe we get some set satellite shops or, and start being a multi shop. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. So what excites you about the industry as we kind of roll into this 2020, uh, new year here?
1: Sure. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm kind of a technology guy. I like my tech and, you know, the whole industry is kind of going towards, uh, techie, um, techie vehicles with the, like electric vehicles and they have all the bells and whistles. So, you know, I, I'm excited about it. There's a, a lot of people a little worried, but um, you know, whatever happens in the future, we're going to adapt it and make sure we're right there um, delivering, you know, with, with, with the best of them.
0: All right. Well, Travis, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciated talking to you about uh, Rick's automotive and just the work you do and the stuff you guys are doing there.
1: Yeah, Chris. Well, I really appreciate you having me and I really enjoyed it. Thank you very much.
0: All right. Thank you. And that's going to do it for us here today at Ratchet & Wrench Radio. Uh, I'd like to invite you to follow us on our social media channels on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, as well as subscribe to our email newsletter, which goes out daily. Uh, and you can find that at RatchetAndWrench.com. And that's R-A-T-C-H-E-T-A-N-D-W-R-E-N-C-H.com. And may the rest of your day be the best of your day, and we'll see you next week.